When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. It is time for the Moore Money Show on Talk Radio WABC, the number one talk radio station in these United States. And I am so uh, privileged to have such a great audience. Thank you so much for listening in every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. we are getting great ratings, so I appreciate people who are regular listeners. And if you're a new listener to the More Money Show, this is about politics. It's about the economy. It's about the money in your wallet and how to make more money. And so I uh, want to, uh, first of all, hope that uh, everyone has a great, great uh, Memorial Day. We celebrate the people, the millions of people who've died uh, for our country in uniform over the 250 years of our nation's history, and we all probably have ancestors or family members even who have died in the service of our country. So thank you so much to uh, all of the people who really put freedom on the line and protected our liberties in a way that is so sensational. And sometimes I wonder about this new generation of woke young kids, whether they would have the courage to storm the beaches of Normandy, as as, uh, as my father's generations did, and may, probably they would. But sometimes I wonder about that. They're so into their own kind of woke ideology rather than celebrating the greatness of our country. And one of the best ways to celebrate the greatness and uniqueness of this country, which Ronald Reagan said was put here to, by divine providence by our Creator as a beacon of freedom from everyone in the world, everyone in the world. And there is a reason, folks, despite all of our flaws, and we are not a perfect country, (laughs) we are human beings, we are all flawed. uh, But there is a reason why almost every immigrant in the world wants to to come to the United States. They don't want to go to Britain. They don't want to go to France. They don't want to go to Canada. They don't want to go to Germany. They don't want to go to China, certainly, or Russia. People want to come here because they see this incredible land of opportunity that is the United States. And so let me start this conversation this um, wonderful weekend uh, by talking about some of the things that are going on with this economy and some of the things that trouble me. And I look, this is Memorial Day weekend. I don't want to depress people. Uh, There is some good news on the inflation front. Uh, We got a little tick down in inflation. Uh, in the month of uh, of April, so that's good news. But it's still way too high, folks. We're still running about six and a half to seven percent inflation, and energy prices are not coming down. Gas prices in New York area um, are now hitting six dollars a gallon at many stations, and around the country, the uh, because of shortages of supply, we're now seeing five dollars a gallon being pretty routine in a lot of states. And this, here's the point I want to make about this. This is not due to an act of nature. It's not even so much due to uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine, but that certainly is part of the equation. This was a concerted effort by the left and by Biden to raise gas prices so that people will use more, will drive less and use less gas. And if that's what you want, then raising gas prices makes a lot of sense. 
But, of course, this is causing real hardship to our um, delivery people, truck drivers, moms driving their kids to band practice and soccer practice. And, and what's very interesting, we're going to talk about this later in the hour, is that all of these muckety-mucks, these uh, London School of Economics uh, elites and the world leaders and the CEOs of major companies and all the Green New Deal people um, descended on to um, uh, Davos in Switzerland this weekend. And these are the one world government folks. And look, I am not a black helicopter guy who sees a conspiracy around every corner, but this is what they want. Listen to what these people say. And these are you know, some of the richest people in the world are some of the most impactful uh, and influential people in the world who have control of many governments throughout the world. They want to tell us what to do. They want to tell you what kind of light bulb you can put in your lamp. They want to tell you what temperature you can set your house at on the thermostat. They want to tell you what kind of car you can drive. They want to tell you uh, whether or not you can use a uh, combustible engine in your car. They want to make you first. They want to make you drive an electric vehicle. But some of these folks at Davos were talking about no, we no no no. We have to get rid of all cars. No more cars. Come on, cars pollute. Even if they're electric vehicles, we need to charge the batteries, and that causes pollution. So there is there were a lot of dingbats and crazy people uh, in high ranking positions who were saying we got to get rid of cars. Now I know this is a New York. Uh, area audience, and many people in New York don't have cars, but I got to tell you, around the country, you go to North Carolina, you go to Wyoming, you go to Maine or Utah, people want their cars, and we have a love affair with our cars. And so this is a dangerous, dangerous movement that we're up against, and it's it's the one-world government people uh, combined with the radical green environmentalists, people like AOC, uh, and then people who just like government, you know, the big government folks, and they've come together in this cabal to have all of these new kind of Ten Commandments about how you live your life. And by the way, what's wrong with the Ten Commandments we have? <laughs> love your neighbor <laughs> and uh, don't kill people and don't harm people. Um, and so this is a very sinister plot that is going on. Wake up, America. This is this is what these people are now saying exactly what they want. And you saw this past week that Joe Biden finally admitted what I've been saying on this show for the better part of a year, that the left wants high gas prices, that every policy Biden has put in place since the day he took office and got rid of the and canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, which we need so we can uh, transport our oil and gas. Every decision has been made to increase the price of gasoline. So the next time you hear uh, Biden or Kamala Harris or any of these folks in the uh, Biden administration talking about how they're doing the best they can to reduce gas prices, it's a lie. Why can't they just tell the truth? They don't want you to use energy. They think energy is sinister. Now, I happen to think energy is cheap and abundant energy, especially coal and oil and gas. Those are the fuels that brought us out of the Stone Age, out of the Dark Ages. It is energy that makes everything that we have possible. And you make energy more expensive, and everything else you have becomes more expensive and more unaffordable. So this is, I'm here to tell you this isn't even about climate change. I mean, for some people, it's about climate change, but it's about a control of your life, which I find very, very disturbing. Now, let's talk a little bit 
about what's going on with the budget because we got some news um, this week that federal revenues, federal tax receipts have hit their highest level ever, ever in the United States. Even as a percentage of GDP, the, that is the percentage of our um, taxes, that, of our economy that goes to paying taxes, is now at or near a record high level. So what does that tell you? When you see tax payments higher than any other time in history, what it tells me, folks, is we don't have a problem in America that we're undertaxed. I'm sorry. We should actually be cutting taxes, not raise them. I'm with Larry Kudlow. Let's make Trump's tax cuts permanent. Let's try to uh, have uh, tax incentives for people to save more, invest more. Let's have uh, programs that uh, encourage people to send their kids to private schools. If if they do, let's make that uh, deductible so they can every parent in America can send their child to a good school. But the problem, so then you probably wonder, wait a minute, if we have the highest tax revenue receipts ever, how is it possible that we also have one of the highest budget deficit ever? ever? How, where's all the red ink coming from? This tidal wave of red ink that's coming into our country that we have to borrow, borrow, borrow. How is that happening? And the answer is, I mean, I think everyone knows the answer to this question. Listen to this show because because you listen to this show, you're a smart person. Um, it's because we're spending too much money. I mean, it's very simple. And not just a little bit too much money, trillions of dollars too much money. And Biden's still out there, folks. I'm not making this up. He's still out there saying we need the Build Back Better bill. Can you imagine how bad the economy would be today, how, how infl- high inflation would be today if we had not Block the Build Back Better bill. Thank you. I'm going to say something very nice about a Democrat. I know I'm a Republican. I'll admit it. I'm a Trump Republican. But thank God for Joe Manchin. Without Joe Manchin, they would have passed that five trillion dollars spending bill, folks, and we would have a tidal wave of red ink and a tidal wave of higher spending. Because those of you who are normal listeners to the More Money Show know that the you know it's very easy to connect these dots. They spent trillions of dollars. And by the way, Trump gets some of the blame on this, too. I love Donald Trump. I love what he did. But we spent too much money under Trump. Then Biden comes in. He spends another $3 trillion, want another $5 trillion on top of that. These people are drunk with power. They think that they could spend money like it's M&Ms and Monopoly money. And they're putting our economy in great jeopardy. And when they do that, everything becomes more expensive. And so that's the situation we're in today. Let's cut some government spending. And and now people say, well, where are we going to cut the government spending? Okay, how about going after the fraud in all of these government welfare programs? How about somebody going after the $150 billion that was stolen from the unemployment insurance program? $150 billion. How about somebody in Washington doing something about the $50 to $100 billion every year that's stolen from the Medicaid program? What about the rental assistance program? We know a lot of people just stopped paying their rent when the government said, if you can't pay it, we'll pay it for you. Biden says he wants the government to pay your unpaid um, student loans. No, no, we're not going to do that. If you take out a loan, you have to pay it back yourself. Don't don't go to the taxpayers. I'm not going to pay for your student loan. If there's somebody out there who hasn't paid you for your student loan, no, I'm not here. I ain't your mama. I'm not going to pay for your student loan. And I think I I, uh, ta- I speak for so many of our listeners who are extraordinarily upset with, what, with what is going on with this idea that nobody is responsible for their own behavior. Nobody is responsible. There's no individual responsibility. Um, and that is contrary to what the American spirit is about. 
And that's why I'm going to circle back to Memorial Day and the, and the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans dating back to our Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War One, World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam, the people who were in Iraq, the people who were in Afghanistan, the people who've done so much. Or, and, and by the way, let's not forget about the police and our firefighters and the people who keep us safe. They are the people um, who deserve to be saluted. Uh, and most of them are still with us, but the people who died, we need to pay them the honor that they deserve. And I wish more young people would be out there. I'll be out there at the um, – I'm going to go out there on Memorial Day to Andrews Air Force Base, and then I'm going out to Arlington Cemetery uh, to uh, to honor the people who've died for our country. Because um, without them, we wouldn't have our freedoms, folks, and America would not be the great country it is. Okay, I will be right back. We're going to be talking to uh, um, the Paynes, Bob Payne and Ryan Payne, about the financial situation, what to do in this topsy-turvy market. I'm Steve Moore. You're listening to WABC Tech Radio, and the show is more money. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. It is time to talk about what the heck is going on with these crazy financial markets and how to how to make money or at least how not to lose money in these turbulent times. So we have two of the best in the business as regular listeners to the More Money uh, Show. No, I listen to uh, Bob and Ryan Payne, who are absolutely the best in the business in terms of uh, knowing where things are headed with your money. So let's get right down to it. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining again. Um, I'm worried a little bit about the housing market. We talked about this last week, but uh, some of the housing numbers that came in this week showed some weakness. And the housing industry has really been one of the things that's lifted the economy. So do you guys see any kind of a um, slowdown in the market and, and how in terms of the housing market and how could that affect the economy more generally? Well, you know what, Steve, you know, what really worries me is I'm turning into an economist because I, everybody asks me the same questions and I say, well, on the one hand, you got this going on and the other hand, you got this going on. So you know, I'm getting really good at giving non-answers. Yeah. Well, Bobby should be a politician. You, guys, you give you give real answers, not not answers. So go ahead. What's yeah. your what's your for? Yeah. What are you thinking on? Well, I think, you know, I think the biggest problem with real estate is still a shortage of product. Right. There's no inventory. And I think that right. the numbers would have been a lot better. There had to have been product out there. On the other hand, I think the Federal Reserve's got to be very pleased with themselves because I think the market's doing a lot of their heavy lifting. And with mortgage yeah. rates shooting up, the cost of real estate going up, the affordability index is dropping dramatically. It's getting the intended. I think the intended consequence is what they're they're we're hoping for that the you know that it would slow down a little bit. You know they're they're not trying to put the fire out. They're just trying to cool things down a little bit. Now I've well, been telling people. Uh, let me just say, make one point and then get your response on this. I mean I've been telling people, especially young people, maybe hold off for six or nine months from buying a house or a year because the prices are so high right now that that you know they may be coming down a bit from their all time highs. 
Do you think that's good advice? I think it's tricky. It depends on where you are because the other part of it yeah. is well, if you keep renting, you know, rents, I think they're yeah. actually even more heated. I mean, here in New York right, City, I mean, you're right. seeing 30%, 40% increases. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a lot of couples are between a rock and a hard place. Right. And that's right. probably another reason why that demand is going to stay strong because now your alternative to rent is becoming less and less palatable just because those rental prices, which you know, plays into inflation in a big way, uh, continue to go up as well, Steve. And so uh, the other industry, obviously, that has really lifted the economy so much in the last number of years, and especially the stock market, has been the tech companies. And they're just, they've just been killed. You know, I saw that the Fang uh, companies, um, you know, Facebook and Amazon and Apple and Netflix and Google have lost about a trillion dollars over the last couple of months in terms of their market cap. Um, what about the tech industry and NASDAQ? Is it time to, time to get back into those uh, markets? Well, I think the good news is it's that, you know, the speculation's cooled off pretty dramatically. I mean, last right. night, uh, you know, Snowflake, right, which is a horrible name, I think, for a company. But anyway, Snowflake, <laughs> which, you know. Does, doesn't give you confidence. Uh, yeah, no, it really doesn't, yeah. right? But just to give you an idea, guys. Well, they just call it just... the Wimp Company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. AKA, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys recall this, but when they went public, when they had their IPO, you know, the stock was priced at 120. It never yeah. traded there. It opened at 245, right? Oh, my so God. It, yeah. So it's getting punished, but the stock's not even back down to its IPO price. Um, and, and that's the thing, Steve. you got to own companies that generate revenue, right? We, you know, right. That, that represent yeah. real assets. I mean, it, you know, the, the day of the 26 times, you know, sales, uh, stocks is over. So that, that part of the market is going to be dead for, I think, a long period of time. I think the best thing is, Investors are now focused on quality, on real assets, on companies that grow their earnings and grow their dividends. That's the place to be. Value over growth. Uh, growth will come back, but you know it's not going to come back as rapidly as people think. And I think inflation is a little more sticky than anybody believes. Yeah. And another thing to think about, too, is when you're coming out of a, a bear market uh, or even a recession, which we don't know if we're in a recession, that's another conversation, is tech tends to lag. So if you want to double down on your losers, so to speak, or you're thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm down so much on tech right now, so I should just wait or I should double down right. on it. It's not necessarily right. going to come back. I mean, we saw that after the tech bubble burst in 2000, those stocks did nothing for like 15 years. That's a long time. So you're better to re-diversify that money now at the Bob's point. We've talked about this a lot on your show is, you know, you got to realize we're in a different environment now. You've got higher inflation. Maybe it comes down a little bit, still higher than the last decade. And now those streets focused on profits, right? It's focused on real income that companies are creating today, not a hundred years in the future, like Tesla. Um, and you know, you also have to think about dividends, right? That cash flow coming in, which is a huge inflation hedge. And then you've got the other sector that I wanted to ask you about was the um, retail sector, and we've seen mm-hmm. some of the companies, um, you know, the big ones like Walmart and Target and others missing their forecasts. Uh, it looks like maybe there's a little bit of slowdown in this consumer spending frenzy. Uh, what do you think? Well, again, Steve, on the one hand, right, you have Walmart <laughs> and Target, right? <laughs> they they missed their targets pretty dramatically. Uh, on the other hand, you had places like Nordstrom's, right, Williams-Sonoma. So uh-huh. it looks like, you know, the higher ticket retail is doing really well. And I think it has a lot to do with how inflation is impacting different segments of you know our society and unfortunately for you know lower income it's having a bigger impact 
And as I think that's the result of really what's going on. It's kind of like the tale of two cities when it comes to retail right now. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's the more upscale retailers that are doing better now. Yeah, yeah. they're doing very well. Uh, uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, and, and they're also they're projecting out that things are going to be really well. So, you know, I think that's the inflation's having its impact in a, a couple of different ways. And of course, you know, every company's different. It comes down to execution. Um, so some of these companies like Dick Sporting Goods and Williams Sonoma, they're really good at execution. Not that Walmart and Target aren't, but, um, you know, there's a more of a bigger mass market. They maybe made a few bad decisions on inventory. And I think the consumer starting to shift what's important to them yeah. and where they're going to spend this money, where there's a big pent up yeah. demand, I believe, for services. Yeah. Well, that's a good point because now what you're seeing is like I've been in the airport a lot and I know, Steve, you travel like every day, <laughs> you know, and I've never and you probably attested. I've never seen the airport airports this amazing. crazy. Right. No it's amazing. There's no seats on the planes. It's nuts. You, I've got to get the airport like I used to go yeah. 30 minutes before my flight and still make it. Now, right. if you're not there two hours before you're not making your yes. flight. So to, to Bob's point is you're, you're getting this redirection of where money's yeah. being spent because now it's like, all right, we've been in for two years. Let's go out and live life in a big way. And you're going to see that over the summer, especially. People are going to be out yeah, on I vacations, that in, you know, when hotels. I get, yeah. I mean, when I get my credit card bill and I see how my wife is spending money. <laughs> exactly what you're saying. You know, what's $1,500 for a handbag at Louis Vuitton? What's going on here? Um, so that, that is an interesting. So what, why is that, though? I mean, what's the dynamic here? That is it that um, that maybe all of that, government money that was you know handed out to people you know caused a lot of consumer spending but now you're seeing kind of the higher end spending um as as a lot of those government payments have started to subside is is that part of the explanation i think that's a big part of it and i think what we saw with walmart and target that you know dresses luggage you know these these are the things that are really selling well where a lot of the stuff that did well during a pandemic isn't selling as, as much. So yeah. I think the, the, the consumer's focused on getting out. I call it revenge spending, you know, being locked down for two right. years by the government. <laughs> Ooh, it's time like to get that. out, have some fun, travel. Um, I just had two or three clients just get back from two, three-week cruises. I mean, people are dying to get out, Steve, and they're, and, yep, yep. And they're, they're spending, and they're going to spend money to do it. So I saw that uh, this week um, that there was indications by the Fed that they will become even more aggressive uh, in – fighting inflation. I hope that's right. And so when that announcement was made by Chairman Powell of the Fed, uh, the stock market went up, which is yep. kind yeah. of, you, you, sort of the reverse of what nor- normally you see from from the uh, from investors. So can you explain what's going on there? Well, I think the beautiful well, Bob just said this well. Um, it's just that the, the market's done the heavy lifting, right? A lot of this is already priced in. And even crazier, yeah. that announcement by the Fed came out and the 10-year Treasury went down. So now the 10-year right. treasury is actually down about a quarter of, right. uh, you know, from right. 3% down to 2.75 where it is today, um, which is remarkable. But that's also because the markets price these things in much further or further out than the Fed actually makes these announcements. Well, I, well, I loved also, it yesterday, Steve. When it, also, go ahead. Yeah, I loved it when the Fed came out yesterday uh, and we read the notes and the notes said, yeah, well, maybe rates are going to rise. But then there's a possibility that we could pause as well. You know, it's kind of like they have all the bases right. covered. It reminds me of every <laughs> stock market analyst I ever talked to. Well, what do you think? Well, the market could go up, but, you know, it could go down. So, you know, we got this one hand and the other hand situation again. Well, you know, sometimes when the Fed indicates that it's going to raise rates, that 
reduces inflationary expectations. So interest rates could actually go down as a result of a a more aggressive action by the Fed. And I think maybe that's explained some of the psychology of investors, because I think right now, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, I mean, the biggest concern of investors is this runaway inflation. And the fact that the Fed is finally starting to take this bull by the horns uh, maybe is providing some uh, uplift in the market. Yeah, I agree, Steve. I think the the thing is the market is forward-looking, right? So we're pricing in what's going to happen over the next two years, not what's happened. So the, you know, even that GDP report, that was the last quarter's GDP report, right? We have a new one coming. So, you know, I think that, um, and actually, I really do. I think Jay Powell's done a great job at the Federal Reserve. Uh, He navigated, you know, through a lot of difficulty. Um, And I think he's doing a good job of messaging what's going on right now. And again, they're going to be data dependent. And it's like anything else. If you're an investor, you you, you know, you can't go by what's just happened. You got to look out and see what's forward. And if you're not an optimist living in this country, you're living in the wrong country. (laughs) Amen, Bob. Amen. So speaking, we've got about two minutes left. Um, So we've talked about several industries and and, uh, investment opportunities. What do you like now? What what are you advising your clients? And what and don't forget to give the eight hundred number for the free consultation. Now, by the way, folks, this is Bob and Ryan Payne, who are two of the best in the business in terms of financial analysts. So, in our final ninety seconds, tell me what you like and how people can get a hold of you guys. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you go to eight four four seven five two six six nine two. We leave ten slots open every show. We'll run our total financial master plan. If you saved over. A million dollars for retirement. That's 844-752-6692. I think what's critical here, Steve, is you've got to have pro-inflationary assets in your portfolio. So that's like bonds that come due, not bond funds that just get destroyed when interest rates go up. You've got to have companies that have pricing power um, you, you know, and value stocks in your portfolio that pay dividends. And Bob, I'll let you take the floor from there. Well, that's the whole thing. It's I think it's going to be still value, good high-quality companies you know, pay dividends. Um, and have been out of favor relative to growth stocks in the last couple of years. And I think that, you know, energy is going to continue to go higher, right? The demand for energy wow. has, yep. been, has been incredible. China's just getting back, right? They're, they're, they've been in lockdown mode. So, you know, we're going to have high energy prices with us a lot longer than most anticipate. But you can participate in that as well by investing in the energy segment. That's where they're, they're value stocks as well. They have the highest dividends and they have the best outlook yeah. for earnings over the next three, six to 12 months. Three of, the, three of the highest performing companies over the last year have been Exxon, Chevron, and ConocoPhillips, <laughs> all energy companies, yeah. which is kind of ironic because the uh, Biden administration hates the fossil fuel industry. <laughs> anyway, uh, folks, uh, that is Bob and Ryan Payne, two of the best in the business. I hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we will be right back. You're listening to The More Money Show on WABC. Yeah, if you're one of the next 10 callers and you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We do that no obligation or cost. We keep 10 slots open. Every time we do The More Money Show, we literally look at everything. There's no other financial services firm that will do this work up front at no cost. I mean, we literally go through invest- every investment you have. We build you your own personalized financial portal to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. And we hone in on every issue that you have right now. We look at everything from an income plan. Do you have an income plan for retirement? How are you going to take Social Security? There's hundreds of ways to take Social Security, but only one right way for you. We're going to show you exactly how to take Social Security, how to draw from your portfolio so you have an income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're looking at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves, loves to sell you products with high fees, and high taxes. We're going to go through every investment, do a deep dive 
show you where all the costs are hidden in that portfolio, how to reduce the cost on those annuities, insurance products, mutual funds, brokerage products, and show you how to make it more tax efficient so there's more money in your pocket for your financial independence plan. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hidden hard right now as markets are selling off? They're volatile all over the place. Or are you seeing with way too much money in cash, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do as inflation now is over 8%. You're losing 8% purchasing power on your money. We're going to give you a full investment plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have 10 slots if you have over a million dollars saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. There's no strings attached, but there won't be a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. You know, we manage over 1,000 families. We've been advising them. You and I have been doing this for longer than I like to think, you know, collectively over 70 years. And I thought we could create a little excitement this morning, and I could start a sentence that has to do with financial planning, because that's literally all we do, and then you can fill in the blank. Are you ready? Let's do it, buddy. All right. The best way to be sure you don't run out of money in retirement is to blank. Not retire. <laughs> good, Bob. I never want you to retire. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's plan. not a good option, right? Well, you know, the, the first thing you want to do is you want to run a plan, right? You want to figure out exactly what you need to spend in retirement and then figure out if you have enough that's going to last the retirement factoring in inflation. Yeah, it takes you back to the old saw. It's not that people plan to fail, they fail to plan. And I can't believe how many of you don't have any idea what your net worth is going to look like in the next 5, 10, or 15 years because you haven't done a plan. You haven't done a projection. Now we're seeing the biggest issue of all, Rye. What's the biggest risk every single person out there has to their financial plan? Inflation, what you call that hidden insidious tax. And it's more real than ever that it's at over 8% right now. And this is not the time to stick your head in the sand. I get it. You know, things are volatile right now. You're thinking maybe I go to cash, maybe I reevaluate. But right now, when you have the uncertainty, Bob, as we know, uncertainty is your best opportunity. This is when you want to reevaluate your plan and get proactive and make decisions. Yeah, that makes it so easy to make those decisions, right? Once you understand the implications of those decisions, you know, by having a wealth projection, by having a financial plan, we can actually see the impact of compounding, of taxes being paid to the federal government, of that hidden insidious tax inflation. You can get comfortable with having the right amount of risk in your portfolio as opposed to taking risk for the sake of taking risk, which makes no sense to me at all. No, it doesn't. And I think a lot of you right now are feeling the pain, no pun intended, our last name is pain is because you probably didn't manage the risk ahead of time. And Bob, like you always like to say, risk is something you realize in hindsight. And I'm sure a lot of you are realizing, oh, maybe I had too much money in bond funds and tech. I didn't listen to Ryan and Bob on this radio show every week. But it's really important that right now, while things are volatile, that you do take a proactive approach and you start to think about what the next couple of years look like and proactive about those decisions you make with your investments. 
Because, Bob, you know, going to another fill-in-the-blank here, the stock market has the ability to blank. There's so many great answers to that, Rye, but the stock market has the ability and always has to create the most wealth in the history of our planet. Right. But you've got to be able to stay in, and that's the hard part because you go through these periods of uncertainty, and it just feels like apocalypse now. You turn on the TV. You watch the news. They're talking about a recession. We're talking about a big bear market. And you know the reality of it is it's all designed to get you not to invest and not to get to your goals. So it's so important to really you know, to, to look at your financial plan in a vacuum, ignore the noise, and really focus on the wealth that you need to generate so that you can stay re be retired and stay retired and not go back to work. Well, you know, that's the part of the, the other part of that uh, sentence, right? The stock market has the ability to confound the majority opinion of the day, right? We all think the same things. We all read the same things. We all come to the same conclusions at the same time. And that's why it confuses a lot of you is, why is the market going up when things are so bad? Or how's the market going down when things are so good, right? The market will do whatever it has to do to frustrate your, uh, you know, your short-term opinion. That's why you got to think long-term yeah. and have a planning-based approach. Well, if you have a planning-based approach, you shouldn't care about the stock market's doing every day, right? You need an income plan. So if you have a diversified portfolio that generates the income you need to, to live off of, you know, between dividends, income that go up because basically there's inflation adjustments in there. And you know, you know what your Social Security is when it comes in the pension. An income plan defends you against worrying about what's happening short-term in the market. And that's not a great plan. No one wants to stress out about the ups and downs of the market every day, especially when you're retired. That's why you need an income plan. That's right, Ryan. That's why you need an income plan, because it gets you focused on what's most important. When markets become volatile, we typically start to think short term. Instead of thinking about where am I going to be in the next 20 years, start thinking about, well, what's going to happen in the next 15, 20 minutes? That's why you need a plan to keep you focused on the long term. You need an income plan because without income, you know, you don't have a good result. You have a bad outcome, as our brother Chris likes to say. Bob, I think this is a really good one. We can end with this one. You should run the other way if your financial advisor tells you blank. Guaranteed, Rye. Guaranteed. The most <laughs> dangerous word in the financial advisor's vocabulary. If you hear guaranteed, there are no guarantees. I don't want you to walk. I want you to run from that advisor. And the only advisor that's going to offer that is an annuity salesman or an insurance salesman. <laughs> and it's usually not in your best interest. Like you like to say, Baba, an annuity sale is like Chinese food. It tastes so good going down, sounds so right, but you feel so empty later. Well, there actually are some guarantees in annuities or insurance-based products, Rye. You're guaranteed not to grow your money net of inflation. You're guaranteed to get a low rate of return. You're guaranteed to pay high rates of return. You're guaranteed to ensure that that insurance salesman has a great retirement. It doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of your retirement. No, and it's more important than ever because you hear a lot of these taglines like income for life, Bob. I'm guaranteeing you 6 or 7%. Well, first off, it's never a real 6 or 7%. It's part of the equation that they run so you can draw your money out later or they're just giving your money back to you over time, and it's not inflation hedged. Inflation's 8% today. So if you're getting the same amount in that annuity every year, the purchasing power of that annuity is getting diminished dramatically over the rest of your life. It's critical. You've got to factor that into your plan. And that's got to be your number one concern right now with the price of gas going up, price of food going up, price of everything going up right now. Inflation is the biggest enemy we have, the biggest headwind you face. Your portfolio has got to be structured properly to have those hedges against inflation, but also you need to be able to grow against inflation, right? Because it's real, even though it's hidden, it's insidious. And it's the biggest risk every one of you face right now.
Yeah, and if you're not addressing it right now and you're thinking, I need a real income plan, I need to factor in inflation, I need to figure out exactly how I can build my portfolio for income so I don't run out of money, this is your shot to do it. We literally have five slots left. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your now famous total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We literally look at everything. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front at no cost. We will literally build you your own personalized financial portal so you can get a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. And we're going to hone in on every issue you need to address today. An income plan. You've got to have that income plan for retirement. How are you going to draw from your portfolio? Are you too dependent on the ups and downs of the stock market? We're going to show you how to take Social Security. There's hundreds of ways to take it, but only one right way for you. We're going to show you how to draw from your portfolio, factor in inflation, so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products with high fees, high taxes, those annuities, insurance products, mutual funds, brokers products. We're going to go through every investment you own, do a complete deep dive, show you where all the hidden costs are, how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. Now what you make, it's what you take. We'll put together a full tax game plan so you save money on taxes. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard here as markets are going up and down? Are you overweighted in tech? Are you overweighted in bond funds? Or are you just sitting in cash, earning nothing, paralysis by analysis, nervous to make any decisions? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have five slots left if you have over a million dollars saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. But you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Pain Capital Management, simply go to bebullish.com. That's bebullish.com. You can get our podcast, The Pain Points of Wealth. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States of America. And I want to remind people, if you want to get the uh, what we call the Prosperity Hotline that we put out five mornings a week, and it's an email that we send out to people, it is extraordinarily popular with conservatives, but even some of my liberal friends like to read it. We cover uh, the economy. We cover finance. We cover uh, politics. We have a lot of humor in the thing. And you can read it in five minutes. And, and you know what? Best about the, the Prosperity Hotline? 
it costs you nothing. It's free. I'm not selling you anything, folks. Unlike the uh, unlike the Build Back Better bill, this is absolutely free. All I have to do to get it uh, is go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website. That's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And you'll see the button to push that says, I want to get the hotline. Give us your email, and we will get that to you. It probably takes about three or four days to get you in the system. But I think you'll love it. And if you don't like it, you can just uh, unsubscribe. So uh, please get that. Well, I want to introduce my next guest. I'm so excited that I've been uh, I'm able to have uh, Mark Morano on the show. Mark and I spoke together at a conference in Washington last week, the uh, Council of National Policy, and the conf- and Mark and I were on a panel about the environmental movement and the climate change craziness that's going on in this country, and I was just stunned by some of the things that Mark had to st- say about the sinister nature of this movement. And look, we all, I'm going to say this right from the start. We all want clean air. We all want clean water. We want a healthy environment, but we also want a, an, an economy that functions. And we also want our freedoms and liberties. And Mark, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. Mark, by the way, is the, uh, it runs the climate uh, depot website that's climatedepot.com which is invaluable i read it every day uh to to see what the left is up to uh and he has a a book out called uh green fraud but mark thanks for joining us and i think you were telling me you have a new book coming out so what tell tell our listeners what that new book is well thank you steve happy to be here yeah the new book coming out at the end of august uh assuming supply chain issues don't delay it uh, <laughs> it's going to be the great reset <laughs> The, 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 it's called the Great Reset. It's about the uh-huh. the, the, the new book. Yeah, this, so it's called the Great Reset, the permanent lockdown, and the global elites. And the gist of this is, you know, for decades, going back to the 1980s, concern over global warming never really changed much, according to Gallup polling. They failed so right. spectacularly to scare the public that right. they essentially went after kids. That's why they had the whole kids movement. They couldn't they couldn't convince adults they went after kids. And they had some success. Greta, the Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. When you say they, hold on. When you say when you say they went after kids, you mean indoctrinated kids or what do you mean? Yes, they went after kids to indoctrinate them starting kindergarten through college right. with the curriculum yeah. through entertainment, Hollywood and then of course the scientists even sure. writing, you know, yep. kids books and just focusing. Right. So all that failed. COVID came along. And they realized literally COVID solutions mirrored exactly the climate solutions. Literally, it was an enactment overnight, an imposition of the Green New Deal, stay-at-home orders, planned recessions, degrowth movement, uh, literally turning over to the government a benevolent dictator in the eyes of the Greens. Because remember, these are the same people that have been praising China's one-party rule from from, uh, Tom Friedman on the pages of the New York Times, China gets it right, then on the messiness of democracy, to Justin Trudeau, to the U.N. climate chief, to Obama's, I think it was his energy secretary, one of the appointees, all praised China's one-party rule, no messiness of democracy. COVID gave him that overnight. Jane Fonda said it was God's gift to the left. And the World Economic Forum took notice, the Davos crowd, they announced in June of 2020 that because of COVID lockdowns, this was a rare, narrow window of opportunity to reset the globe and capitalism. And they literally did videos where they said, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. All your food will be delivered by drones. You'll have no privacy. The U.S. will no longer be the world's superpower. You will no longer eat meat. And they pushed insect eating. This, and this is all, you know, this isn't like some dark part of the web. This is on their website, at their meetings, and they're boasting. And, of course, they just met this week in Davos. And that's what the new topic is about. And so climate is now a subset of viruses. 
So uh, just to just to explain further what Mark is talking about, because I think you're spot on. The the what we what we lived through with COVID, with the government taking on these extraordinary powers to shut down our businesses, our stores, our restaurants, our churches, our schools, our parks, and basically these sort of stay-at-home orders and curfews and all of these powers that I don't think other than in wartime we've ever seen in the United States before, and they've always been lifted as soon as the war was over. Um, you're, you're saying that they want to use these same techniques now to battle climate change. Yes. Remember, in March of 2020, Donald Trump signed the you know public health emergency declaration. They used that where every blue state governor became essentially a dictator overnight. You could have mayors become dictators overnight. Mass mandates, vax mandates, stay at home, curfew, no weddings, no funerals, we'll shut off your utility, your neighbors can rat on you. So now what they want to do, and they're open about it, is you have House Democrats, you have Chuck Schumer urging Biden to declare a national climate emergency. Imagine the power of governors and mayors and presidents. Mark, hold on. Can he do that? Could could the president of the United States declare a climate emergency and then use these extraordinary powers to shut down our tell us not to drive our cars and where we what thermostat you know we set our thermostats at and what light bulbs we put in our uh, lamps and I mean where is the even driving and all. Yeah, well, here's the thing: Could the mayors do it? Could the could the uh, could the could the CDC impose mask mandates on the world through the TSA? Well, of course they did until a judge stopped it, and that when that judge stopped it, it took two years in. So they can try all of this stuff, and it's going to take probably years in the judicial system in order to uh, you know filter it all out. So yes, their plan. Let's put it this way. Hard to say what they would get away with, given how COVID-aware we are now and how I think a lot of people have been I have been red-pilled, if you will, on this whole issue of emergency declarations to take away your liberty and give unelected bureaucrats control of our lives. But their open plan, and when I say their open plan, it's in academic reports, it's in peer-reviewed journals, it's in British Medical Journal, it's in the journal Nature, it's in uh, the International Energy Agency reports, all openly talking about we need to use the COVID response, the idea of mobilizing quickly and taking away rights and imposing what needs to be done as a model for what we need to do on climate. Now, now this is Mark Morano, who is the um, who runs the Climate uh, Depot website and one of the world's experts on what what the left is really up to with this climate change. And again, I want to repeat this. Mark and I and and all conservatives believe in a clean environment. We want clean air and clean water. And you you did a great job, Mark, of of uh, showing a lot of um, uh, graphs and figures that show we have been cleaning up our environment. That's the kind of irony of this movement is today we have the cleanest air and cleanest water ever in the United States, and yet they they move from one environmental crisis to another. And when, I was struck by what you were saying about them praising, you know, China and some of these totalitarian governments. I mean, what, I, when you say the Great Reset, where do they? What do they want? Because it's everything that you're talking about. Not only would it take away our basic liberties and and the the the, the way we live our lives, but it it also would make us extraordinarily poor. Right? We would become a poor nation if we. I mean, we're going to go back to the Stone Ages. It sounds like. I mean, here's the thing. It's almost as though it's like a Mao's great leap forward where they have an ideological sort of utopian vision of a net zero yeah. world. 
and they're going to impose. And also, wait, wait, a, what do you, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, define that term—a net zero world. What does that mean? Well, the idea is carbon. Uh, any energy that produces carbon dioxide, carbon-based energy, oil, gas, coal, uh, natural gas, is essentially non-sustainable in something that polite societies can no longer allow. So they have five, ten, twenty-year goals to make everything net zero. Now, it doesn't mean there'll be zero production, but it essentially means radical reductions across the board in in general, you know, 80% of our energy, which is fossil fuels. And globally, it's about 80%. I think it's right. 79% right. in the U.S. is fossil fuel. Uh-huh. So they want to just take that away. What's that going to do? Massive shortages, massive inflation, massive energy crisis. And who's that going to hurt? Particularly if you care about equity, by the way, it's going to hurt Seniors on a fixed income, poor, minorities, people historically economically marginalized are going to be the ones paying the most. But that doesn't bother them. You know why? Because under a Great Reset, they believe in universal basic income. They believe in literally – it's like the old uh, – Vladimir, uh, Vladimir Lenin saying of the worse, the better. The more they can make people desperate, then the more they'll depend on the government, which means they'll get more votes. So the solutions are all about empowering those in charge, and they're creating this vision of a world where we're going to have these you know, magical solar and wind. Everything's going to be powered on that, which is, you know, again, 4% of our energy production was solar and wind at the most recent count. And I'm not against solar and wind, but the idea is you don't mandate yeah. an energy that's <laughs> right. not ready, and you don't ban energy right. that works. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Same so, with electric cars. There's nothing yeah. wrong with an electric car yeah. if you want it, but don't get rid of the internal combustion engine at the same time. Don't, man, you know, don't ban it. So, you know, Mark, I was just speaking this weekend uh, at the um, – at the one of the major auto dealer uh, conventions, and they, I, I was asking these people. I mean, they they sell the cars, right? And I said, you know, Biden thinks yeah. that by I think 2035, 100% of the cars are going to be, uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles. And by the way, I don't have anything against electric vehicles. Teslas are great vehicles. A lot of us can't afford them, but we also have a love affair with our, <laughs> as a nation, with our our combustible engine cars. And anyway, I said, do you think that that's even feasible that we could have? Every car, every new car sold, uh, you know, would be electric vehicle. And, the, and every one of them, and these are the extra, they said, that's crazy. We couldn't even get to 50% or even 30 or 40 or 50% is, is, is crazy. So um, th- it seems to me that what they're talking about, for example, you mentioned um, basic, uh, universal basic income. But what the basic income they're talking about is that we all, all of us, the, the people who are rich, the people in the middle class, the people in the working class, the poor, we're all going to be poor, right? We're going to have the, you know, they're going to create equality by making us all poor. Yeah, in fact, their slogan is, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, if you own nothing, that Wait. means someone else owns <laughs> what you should that? be owning. So there's going to be, you're going to be renting from others. And that's what's happening. You know, even New York Times has written about this. Wall Street Journal, Chinese acquiring land at, you know, distressed values. People worried about a Chinese land monopoly. You have right. Bill Gates, the number one largest single farm owner in America. Now, you might think, well, what is Bill Gates doing that? Well, what's his goal? His goal is to put you on his fake meat business model, yeah. which, Al, which Al Gore is on the same business model. And the idea is you, they want to limit beef, and they want to do everything. So as being the largest farm owner in America gives them a lot of influence. This is, And so the more things collapse, the better it becomes for their agenda. And you mentioned universal basic income. I have a whole section in the book in the Great Reset coming up. How that was used, even when it was uh, 
George McGovern proposed the universal basic income 1972 against Richard yeah, Nixon. Remember Hubert that. Humphrey yeah. and his fellow Democrats were aghast that you know they were talking about a universal basic income, didn't know the cost of it, implication. But fast forward, and essentially COVID relief was the, you know, the first had, time on a grand scale. Yep. What's that? Yeah, no, you're right. You, we, we basically – what COVID was was an experiment in universal basic income, and what we discovered, And you Mark, see the results. Was, guess what? You, know, you we have pay a restaurant. people all this money not to work, and it won't work. That's why we have such a shortage of workers in America today. And that's exactly what's happening. You know, whether it's restaurants or airline cancellations, they can't find the workers. But that's part of what it is because – the, the more they can transfer people dependent on the government, obviously, that's really what the Great Reset is. That's what Davos is about. You mentioned uh, the uh, internal combustion. It's not people will say, oh, I'll never give up my, my, my internal combustion gas car. You're not going to have a choice. And when you mentioned the, the auto dealers, it's not that they're gonna, they, they don't believe it's possible. There's going to be such economic chaos because this ideology is going to be imposed on them. That's the problem. So it's going to be a ridiculous utopian vision imposed, so it's going to create more auto shortages, higher prices, scarcity, at the same time coupled with energy. You're not going to be able to vote on whether we get rid of the internal combustion engine. It's going to happen naturally. And then you have Nicholas Stern, World Bank, back in April saying that he's floating the end of conventional vehicle sales engine and urges time scales yeah. for stopping the sale of internal combustion engines. So once you get rid of the financing for it, they're not going to be able to be – this is what's happening with energy through environment, social governance, through the, every agency of Biden is a, a, a climate agency now, particularly the banking industry is defunding all of these uh, fossil fuel projects. They take it away so by making it scarce and expensive. Yeah. So let's turn to the very current events uh, where yeah. uh, Davos happened again this past week, and you had all the, <laughs> yeah. the rich and famous and elites who are buy into all this stuff, and they flew in with their private jets into uh, into Davos, Switzerland. And then they spent the next five days talking about how much they care about um, the rest of the world and the and the uh, all the all the carbon emissions <laughs> that they emit into the atmosphere, and. Um, I read a lot of the things these people said, and you can you can go to YouTube and you can go uh, uh, to Twitter and you can see some of the stuff. But you're not making this up. I mean, I, you know, I when I heard you talk, I thought, well, boy, Mark. This is, by the way, Mark Morano, I'm talking to at Climate Depot. I thought, well, I, this can't really be true. And then I heard what these people were saying about how we're going to take people's cars away. They were talking about how everybody has to get into buses and everybody has to use mass transit, except of course them. They'll have their own private jets. And cars, and um, it just seemed like a very dangerous group of people who want to control our lives in every single aspect. What did you think of Davos? Well, you got it exactly right. These are the intellectual, global elites, wealthiest, and the, the people who think they're the smartest. People like John Kerry, who shows up, and Prince Charles, and all the, the CEOs of all the big companies, and essentially. They openly talk. You know, the opening remarks by Klaus Schwab, the chairman of the group, said, actually told the audience, and I'm not making this up. You can find the audience. The future is built by us, by a powerful community, as you hear in this room, unquote. They literally think that the future is in their hands, and it's up to them to essentially mastermind from above to save the world. Because if we're left to our own devices, i.e. freedom or free markets, we will create inequity, racism, sexism, a climate catastrophe, environmental dissent. That's why we need to have every moment planned. And just to give you a punch, punctuate that, think of a public health official where every aspect of your life was regulated under the extreme lockdown. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go to church, but you were allowed to go to you know, Walmart. 
they want that kind of control all the time, and they don't want to give it up. And that's what part of this whole meeting also coinciding with this WHO pandemic treaty, which is now going to codify lockdowns as the go-to response to any public health emergency. It's, it's frightening. Mark, anyway, that's Mark Morano. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how can people um, get your stuff? What do they do? Uh, you go to climatedepot.com, and I have a whole series of stuff covering the – Davos, uh, the Davos conference, everything from, you know, people up the Norwegian finance minister saying the energy transition to green energy will have a lot of pain, but it's, quote, actually worth it, unquote. And Biden echoed right. that same sentiment. So they Amazing. believe this is worth it. You have to break a few shells to make an omelet. So all the pain we're suffering Amazing. in Americans, That's, this is all part Mark, of the thanks plan. For, thanks for joining us. That's Mark Morano from Climate Depot. He's about as knowledgeable as anybody in the world about the, the, the craziness of this climate uh, change lobby. And folks, in just the last few minutes of this show, I want to just, I want to alert you to this because when I hear people, uh, some of my liberal friends say, oh, the greatest crisis on the planet right now is climate change. First of all, that's crazy. The biggest, the, the number one crisis on this planet is China. China is trying to take over the world. And they are trying to knock America off our pedestal as the world economic superpower. And so th- does anybody really believe that President Xi of China or any of these dictators in China care about climate change? Come on. They're responsible for 80 percent of the pollution. They, they go to these conferences and they say, yes, America, yes, Britain, yes, France, you jump off the cliff and we'll be right behind you. And then they laugh behind our back. Now, what I'm trying to tell you, and I want to just summarize this very quickly because we're running out of time here, but. The greatest threat other than China is not climate change. It is the climate change fanaticism that, as Mark was just telling us, is being indoctrinated into our children from kindergarten through college. And all they hear about is climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change. And they are willing to take away every freedom, every liberty you have, and everything that you have because they believe in centralized one world government. Wake up, America. We cannot allow this to happen. It is an incredible threat to our prosperity. It is an incredible threat to our sovereignty. It's an incredible threat to our free enterprise system. And everything that we have in, your, in this country, whether it's your car, whether it's your home, whether it's uh, all of the things that you own, are very much at risk. So we've got to fight back against these people. Yes, we can clean up the environment, but we don't need politicians telling us how to live our lives, what we can buy, what we can't buy, what temperature we can set our house uh, on our thermostat. Those are decisions that every American should make. And the way to combat climate change is through economic progress and technological improvement. And we will do that for our children. And the world that we live to our children will be better off, not worse off, unless, unless we give away the most sacred heritage we can give to our children and our grandchildren and their children, which is freedom and liberty and the free enterprise system. That's that's my message for Memorial Day weekend. Folks, have a great, great, great weekend. Uh, I'll be back next weekend. This is the More Money Show. Thanks for listening. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences 
businesses in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.